Welcome to Simple Theology, a podcast connecting theology to everyday life by examining various aspects of the Christian faith. I'm Robert Kane. We're not examining doctrines. Yeah, we're going. We can see some doctrines. It's we're doctrine through, through, through aspects. Passages, it's, not like a, it's not like the modern. We thing. do the thing we want. We don't do talk about again. doctrines. We talk about aspects. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We, we talk about topics. My name is Rick Gromlich. We're glad you guys are with us. We're back in the studio this week uh, after. Um, a break. You'll hear all about oh, it. That's right. High-level discussions that took place, how that's they right. took place, the mode in which they took place, the location they took place in the episode. Just be that's patient. Right. And you also understand why Robert is as pale as he is. That's so it. You will want to. You're definitely going to want to listen for that. That's right. It'll be a good podcast. You got cancer. <laughs> Multiple applications of SPF 70. That's why, that's why you're so white. <laughs> that's it. It's actually not your natural skin tone. Exactly. It's all the sunscreen. It's like Mark Zuckerberg. Have you seen that picture? Uh-huh. Mark Zuckerberg. Uh-huh. <laughs> sunscreen. He's like surfing somewhere and there's a some media person yeah. like recognized that it was Papa him. Paparazzi. And if you look at Mark Zuckerberg's sunscreen, you'll see like his face. Discovered? Like totally white <laughs> and i'm not getting burnt yeah he, he probably had a big board meeting or something coming up and didn't want to well i guess he did an interview about it and someone <laughs> asked him about like so so you gotta explain that photo yeah, and he said yeah it was kind of a dumb moment he's like i i recognize that there was a uh like media yeah, person kind of watching yeah and he's like and so i thought no i don't want them to know it's me <laughs> <laughs> so I feel like that's probably not true, but that's just the best story he could exactly. come up with. There's probably some, yeah. well, some other stuff Rob, going on there. Why, why did we not record last week? Give the um, truthful answer. Yeah, the truth is because we were on the Harbor Network lead pastor and wives retreat. That's right. And we, we, we both... We were both there. With, with the company in mind, brought yes. our mics. Yes. And we were thinking of the listener. We're, we're company men, if that's nothing right. else. And <laughs> no, no truer words have been said of me. <laughs> then you know rick he's just he's a company man that's he'll it. always toe the line mm-hmm. for the company mm-hmm. we'll sacrifice his family that's on right the altar of now, the, the company. company surely yeah. the company will pay that back to me surely yeah anyway we won't be looking for a replacement upon your retirement that's right that's right <laughs> so we had a high level discussion uh, upon arrival <laughs> at about i don't know it was like 10 30 at night yeah it's pretty late at night um, that wasn't when we arrived, but the discussion that was when was we had, had a discussion. Yeah, it's when it was scheduled. We called a meeting together. Yeah. yeah, it was a Microsoft Teams meeting. Yeah. We were in the same room, but we both got on our Microsoft Teams. It was more Teams. efficient that way. Exactly. So we could in- include the chat mm-hmm. just in case there were things that needed to be said that we didn't want to say out loud. Right. Yes. Of course. <laughs> and we made the decision after a decent bit of elaboration yeah. we had and going we had back a, and forth. I think we had a whiteboard or a piece of glass So it was that really, we were working Microsoft with. Teams has an option to share oh, your screen. that's right, that's right. And yeah. so we were sharing screens, going back and forth, doing a little virtual ping pong, one may yeah, say. Yeah, I thought we were in the in the bathroom using the mirror for like some etching and you may the have. shower glass. Your, for your some... virtual background, I couldn't tell. Yeah, I think yeah. I had waves mm-hmm. in the background. <laughs> The background legit would have been like one of those virtual ones. Yeah, so we so uh, it was late, and Rob's like, "Bro, we, are we gonna record?" And I was like, uh, "I prefer not to." He's like, "Yeah, I mean, 
I'm yeah, good with that. I said so. me too. So, so we're I, here to rest. I was willing, but Rob pulled the trigger and said no. I was so. willing as well. And Sorry, I listeners. Figured it wasn't. Uh, <laughs> No, we had a good rest. All right. Yeah. So. The whole the whole purpose of the trip. So Harvard yeah. then like pays for us to go down there, mm-hmm. and we they Thanks don't pay for to faithful churches who e- give exactly. to the network. Yeah. And so they get us down there, like put us up in this place, beautiful, beautiful resort yep. in Naples, and like I just the whole purpose of it is to rest. Right. And especially after twenty twenty, they're like, please, like we're especially going to make everything optional. You yeah. don't have to it attend. Was great. Like. This is for you guys to rest. And it was super sweet. There were like 90 pastors and their wives there. And um, I just, I felt a little guilty if we were going to yes. go down there and yeah. not rest. So. Well, and to, it would have been a lot easier for me because I just record. See, Rob here, he'll <sighs> peek behind the, um, the I was going to say <laughs> Iron Curtain, but it's, we're not communist. Um, <laughs> behind the production curtain here is that. All I do for this episode, these shows, this whole podcast, this whole thing, and I'm not exaggerating exaggerating one iota, I sit down. Iota. And I, Iota, thank you. Yeah. Um, and I open my mouth. And for better or for worse, things come out. Oh, baby, it's for better. And then I stop and I get up and I go home. I punch Every, in, I punch out. Everything else is done by Rob Records. The, the company is taken care of. <laughs> right, exactly. <laughs> Yes. Rob uh, manages Rick, everything. Don't minimize your performance, okay? Don't minimize no, your contribution to the company. The company would be just fine, I think, if if we found another great person to record with you, Rob. I'm thoroughly glad I'm a part of the company, but I'm saying Rob does all the, the work. The company is happy to have you. Thanks. Uh, who do I talk about for a raise? Not the company. <laughs> Not the company. <laughs> Wrong company, yeah. wrong people. Well, anyway, yeah. so we had a great time. Um, Candace and I were very grateful. We were able to go on this wonderful trip this retreat with without our boys they stayed with family had a great time um and robert was able to you guys still had to take one of your daughters we did um she's still nursing so we so kept her along yes and so that was for me just to be really transparent with robert um and all of you since you're listening um it helped me realize how phenomenal our trip was by seeing you guys even with like your daughter, who, who did great for the most part. Like, she did yeah. fine. I mean, for a, a kid who's, you know, seven months old, eight. eight months old, like, she did really well. She did all right. So I'm just saying, like, yeah. you take any eight-month-old and, yeah, so it's just like, man, this is a major, major blessing. Yeah. We were very happy and excited. It was great. We were very jealous watching well, everyone else not have to deal with the kid. Well, there were, there were, uh, there were not everyone people. else, but yeah. most people. Yeah. Anyway. So, yeah. Okay, so Rick, what are we going over today? Now that we're back in the saddle, now that we're back in the company Man. business seats. I gotta get it's like I gotta get my head back in the game. It's been a while. I know, I know. You're it off the PTO like now. Yeah. I burn it all. <laughs> burn all the company PTO. Um, you're back having to produce product for the consumers. Yeah. It, what are we going over? Demand never stops. It never stops. Philippians. We're back in Philippians and we are gonna cover uh Chapter, still in chapter 1, mm-hmm. verses 21 uh, through 30. So through the rest of chapter 1 of Philippians. Are you um, reading it or we are. You'll be reading it. Okay. We are kind of marching through Philippians as a church. So I do feel bad. I think there's a... To my knowledge, could be wrong on this, I think there's only two people in our that attend our church that listen to our podcast. Um, one being uh, Hipster Dan. Hipster Dan. Of course. Well, I should say... Three, Hipster Dan, 
and his wonderful wife Sarah, who mm-hmm. supports. She she's a wonderful support to the show. Yeah, very um, generous. Dan just always gives us sass and flack. Not surprising. Yeah, I know, right? Knowing Dan. Uh, anyway, um, so if you're if you're part of Proclamation Church and you're hearing this, then hopefully. Um, you're encouraged because you, you've heard all this before. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> or maybe you were serving in the nursery. I don't know. I was wondering know. where you're going with that. I was like, why, why are you talking about yeah, people? Yeah, because they're just they, like, they're gonna hear our a lot podcast has now material. just turned in like the sermon recap, which well, is bad. It doesn't have to be sermon recaps. Just we're going through passage by passage. Yeah. You guys happen to be going through the same thing. We're trying to streamline. Streamline, baby. Be more efficient as... Life gets busier. No, as a company. Oh, as a company. Yeah. Ah, dang it. My cue card wasn't up for that. Come I couldn't on. read it. You're supposed to write my cue cards. Who's the producer of this thing? <laughs> Kelly. Production. So, Rob, go ahead and read for us, if you would, uh, verse, verses 21 through 30 of Philippians chapter 1. Okay, here we go. For I'm going to read me, your sermon notes that are in here. Oh, thank you for that. Yeah. For to me, to live is Christ, and to die is gain. If I'm to live in the flesh, that means fruitful labor for me. Yet, which I shall choose, I cannot tell. I am hard-pressed between the two. My desire is to depart and be with Christ, for that is far better. But to remain in the flesh is more necessary on your account. Convinced of this, I know that I will remain and continue with you all for your progress and joy in the faith, so that in me you may have ample cause to glory in Christ Jesus because of my coming to you again. Only let your manner of life be worthy of the gospel of Christ, so that I... So that whether I come and see you or am absent, I may hear of you that you are standing firm in one spirit, with one mind, striving side by side for the faith of the gospel, and not frightened in anything by your opponents. This is a clear sign to them of their destruction, but of your salvation, and that from God. For it has been granted to you that for the sake of Christ you should not only believe in him, but also suffer for his sake, engaged in the same conflict that you saw I had, and now hear that I still have. This is this the word, the word of, the of the Lord. <laughs> thanks be to God. <laughs> you may be seated. You may be seated. <laughs> uh, thanks for reading that, Rob. Now, this is a this is a wonderful passage. Um, you see a, a carrying on of his... Paul's theme in towards the end of um, the last passage we read, and then in verse 20, it says, My eager expectation and hope is that I will not be ashamed about anything, but that now, as always, with all courage, Christ will be highly honored in my body, whether by my life or my death. For me to live is Christ, and to die is gain. So he's talking about this idea of, you know, whether he stays or goes, like his life is for Christ. Um, yeah. jump, you have something you want to jump in on there? No, so the, yeah, um, with that phrase, to live as Christ dies gain, some of um, like the original play on words there mm-hmm. um, is lost on us because as I was studying for this, um, the Pillar of New Testament commentary points out that English translation, translations do not capture the rhetorical power of Paul's words. But the reader can hear the drumbeat repetition of the same sounds in a transliteration. So Christ is Christos, mm-hmm. and um, to die is Kerdos. And so you hear Christos Kerdos, like to live is Christos, to die is Kerdos. Um, and there's also um, another Greek word that's uh, that's in there as well, but it's, it's not as apparent as the Christos Kerdos, but mm-hmm. it's... Christos Kerdos, to live as Christ, to die as, or to die as gain. Uh, maybe that should be my tattoo I should get. There you go. 
Um, one of the interesting things when Paul's writing, and he's he's not just talking about for himself, like for me to live is Christ. It's you know it's to His glory and for me to die is gain because I'll be with Christ. But it's also gain for the church. Yeah. As it's further encouragement, as he believes and he's, this becomes a reality. He's martyred, right? And he's he doesn't know when that's going to happen. But he's talking about his death, how that will that will be um, a building block, so to speak, for the church, to encourage the church, church, embolden the church. Um, so his gain isn't just the, his death as far as gain. It's just, it's just for him because now he's with Christ. That is true, but it's also gain for the church as well. Um, so when, when I was preaching through this passage, and I think Paul is, as he's writing and encouraging the church, he's using language of citizenship. Hmm. Um, we see this in verse 27. Just one thing, as citizens of heaven, live your life worthy of the gospel of Christ. And so as he's encouraging and building up the church, he's really reminding them of their citizenship um, and how you know, their citizenship is not of this world. It's, yes, they're, they're citizens of the city of Philippi. Um, this is a, a Greek city that's being occupied by Rome. So they it's a, it's a Roman city. They would have had Roman citizenship, Um, but it's also a city that has been, um, uh, what's the word? It's held captive in a sense. Mm. It's it's occupied by the Romans, right? And so they would have had, still had probably grandparents or great-grandparents who would have lost property, privilege, all the status when the Romans came in. So even though they're citizens of Rome as a city, they still feel alien because culturally, it's Greek. National their their nationality is Roman now, but their mm-hmm. culture is Greek. And so, in a similar way, he's saying, "Listen, your citizenship is not here. Yeah. Yes, you're here. Your 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 nationality, if you will, is here, but culturally, your citizenship is in heaven. And you need to remember that as you seek to serve the Lord and be obedient to Him. Um, so yeah. as Paul writes, he's he's writing to encourage them." Um, for for the trials that are ahead, and for some of the issues that the dysfunction in um, the local church, but he just the, those first few verses, um, like this idea that whether in la- life or death, like to follow Christ, um, he says in verse twenty two. Now, if I live on in the flesh, this means fruitful work for me, and I don't know which one I should choose. I am torn between the two. I long to depart and be with Christ, which is far better, but to remain in the flesh is more necessary for your sake. Since I am persuaded of this, I know that I will remain and continue with all of you for your progress and joy in the faith, so that because of my coming to you again, your boasting in Christ Jesus may abound. This idea of this full surrender to Christ so as citizens of heaven, we are released to live truly a full life. Yeah. We're no longer worried about, man, am I going to make enough? I have to make enough money. I have to kind of keep up this. I have to make sure I get all these degrees or achieve enough. Like He's like, hey, man, whatever happens, it's all in God's hands. Now, we can say that kind of as a cliche. Well, God's over all things, and, and it's true. But if, you're really, if you really believe that and you walk in that, that really does free you to not have your best life now. Hmm. But to Joel. live to live a full life and yeah. say, man, I know it's okay. I can pass up on that job opportunity. Mm-hmm. I can give more time to this thing or that thing because it's all for Christ. Yeah, there's um there's also in in that 
phrase that we just talked about and to live as Christ to die as gain the um, one of the points that commentators will make is that what Paul is saying there is that because mm-hmm. to live is Christ obviously we get into the and we'll get further into it the fruitful labor mm-hmm. um, but to die is gain like why why is dying gain yeah. it's because when he dies it's not like he goes into a state of unconsciousness and there's right. like some debates within Christian circles like, oh, mm-hmm. well, maybe it's soul sleep for a while. And if that's the case, then this passage just wouldn't seem to make as much sense. Whereas if mm-hmm. it is, in fact, to depart from the bodies, be present with the Lord, then that would mean that when he dies, he goes into the presence of right. the Lord because yeah. that is the one whom he's working for, the London Baptist um, confession of faith says it in this way in chapter 31 article 1 the bodies of men after death return to dust and see corruption so their mm-hmm. bodies go back to dust but their souls which neither die nor sleep them attacking that little yeah. yep. which neither die nor sleep having an immortal subsistence immediately return to God who gave them the souls of the righteous being then made perfect in holiness are received into paradise where they are with Christ and behold the face of God in light and glory, waiting for the full redemption of their bodies. And the souls of the wicked are cast into hell, where they remain in torment and utter darkness, reserved to the judgment of the great day. Besides these two places for souls separated from their bodies, the scripture acknowledgeth none. So yeah. then attacking purgatory. There's no other option. Exactly. Yeah. These two things. And so Paul's like, hey, look, I am living my life for faithful service mm-hmm. yes. to, for, for Christ so that the gospel may go forward, so that Christ may be known, so that God may be glorified. Yeah. And he says then that, but if I die, yeah. I'll be able to see this yes. Savior. I'll be able to be with him. It will be gain. Soul sleep would not be gain for Paul. Right. He says, if, if, I can, if I can go be present with the Lord right now, yes. my goodness, that would be yeah. tremendous gain. And again, as I said, it's, it's gain for the church as well, to see, them, yeah. to see Paul be faithful to the end, to see that God's promises are not just temporal, just physical. Hmm. Yeah, like I'm, I'm, I'm all about this Jesus thing until you know it stops working for me. Like to see someone be faithful to the end is of great encouragement and gain for for the church, yeah, and for the church in Philippi as well. Yeah, which he he gets into. Like I'm convinced of this. Mm-hmm. I know that yeah. I will remain and continue with you all mm-hmm. for your progress. Mm-hmm. and joy in the faith. There's some Christian hedonism going on right yes. there. For your progress, that you would grow in holiness, that you mm-hmm. grow in your sanctification, and for your joy in the yeah. faith. Like the, It tells us that if you are alive, yeah. if you are a follower of Jesus and you are currently alive, you're alive to make much of Christ. And one of the ways that you do that is by helping others remain in the faith, to progress in their joy in the faith. It's to help others walk faithfully. I was listening, or I was talking with a, a, a guy that I know, and he was saying how since the pandemic, he and his wife haven't really um, gone to church. Mm, yeah. And um, he said he wasn't sure if they'll ever return. And um, I've only had a couple interactions ever with this guy. Like, um, he's never attended our church or anything like that. Like, if there are people listening, like... This is a guy I just <laughs> bumped into a couple times very randomly um, and found out he was Christian. Ben. Yeah, right. Um, and I started talking about church. And he's like, yeah, like we probably won't return because um, we, we kind of meet with some friends occasionally on Sundays. It's during our daughter's nap time. And 
Um, and honestly, I get like 30 times the amount out of my own personal Bible study than I do going to church. Yeah. And my heart hurt there for a second yeah. because I was like, oh, like you're missing it, man. Because yeah. what you're saying is that it's all about what you can get. Exactly. Like this, this idea of being a part of the body in your mind is all about what you can get out of it. When in reality, like you being alive, you, the Lord giving you breath and allowing you to have the faith is so the, it's partially so that you yeah. can help others in that walk. And yeah. the primary way you do that is by worshiping with others on the Lord's day, which is the normal pattern in the New Testament. Yes. So we see Paul here saying, I'm convinced. Mm-hmm. I'm going to, I'm going to stick around. Yeah. Which we know he, from our recollection, we don't, we don't think he went back to Philippi. We, yeah, we and, don't know. We can't say emphatically, definitely, but yeah. we know he's running from prison. Um, one of the few letters where, he, if I remember right, that he doesn't critique them that much. He may a few mostly areas, just mostly like yeah. general encouragement. Yep. Um, but he's he's ultimately resting in the Lord, and even his desire to go be with them, again, it's for their joy, and that their boast, their boasting may increase and abound for Christ, hmm. right? So that they're released, not to like champion hey paul's our man he's gonna you know he's gonna take back this thing or he's gonna you know they're not all lining up behind paul he's even saying like listen don't line up like i'm here to help you love and adore christ all the more yeah um and and then get right into verse 27 right just one thing as citizens of heaven live your life worthy of the gospel of christ then whether I come and see you or I'm absent, I will hear about you that you are standing firm in one spirit, in one accord, contending together for the faith of the gospel, not being frightened in any way by your opponents. This is a sign of destruction for them, but of your salvation. And this is from God, for it has been granted to you on Christ's behalf, not only to believe in him, but also to suffer for him. So the, the main point that I, I was preaching on with this is that our citizenship reorients our direction, our trajectory. Yeah. Right. So before when we're, we're thinking earthly like citizenship, man, it's like, okay, you know, you got college or whatever trade, you got to get into that early, you got to do well so you can get in a good position, so you can get a good job, so you can, you know, get in a decent house, so you can save and pay off your house, and then maybe buy another house or retire. Like yeah. it's all just, you're thinking about stuff possession, mm-hmm. status, even when you're not. Like, you know, I, I come from a much more blue-collar area. I tend to think more that way. And so we're, no one's, like, thinking, I mean, not no one, but most people aren't thinking, okay, I got to get my, you know, my five different investments going so I can get that other vacation home, other, you know. Right. But it, it is like, well, you know, got to do this, so hopefully we can squeeze out enough money to put a down payment on the boat or to, you know, take that vacation. And it's, it's the same thing. Like, you go anywhere in the world, it's the same pattern of thinking. It's how do I kind of work to better myself for the here and now. Yeah. Um, and, and that's a, a, a broad statement. But the point being that when we're, when we're focusing on being citizens of heaven, as Christ here is calling us to be, that frees us to start focusing in on what what is a life worthy of the gospel? What's it mm. look like? Yeah. Right? 
um, what's it look like to stand in one spirit, in one accord? And we know there was some contention with some some false teachers that, that Paul was writing to address as well yeah. in this. And so context is important there. But he's just reminding them, like, like pursue this pursue this unity. Be um, together on these things. Stand firm. Um, standing firm is not something we do well hmm. culturally. Yeah. Um, most of our... We have a lot of kind of tribalism as a culture, and so most people, that's when they start thinking stand firm. They're thinking, um, I'm either, I mean, I'm for, uh, you know, the Second Amendment. I'm standing firm on my rights to have a gun, or, or I'm, I'm standing firm on my pro-choice or, you know, uh, position or whatever. It's like that's when they start thinking of like, man, where your, where do your loyalties really, really lie? It's in a lot of those political. I don't want to call them camps, but ideologies. Yep. So for us, like as believers, to really ask the question, like, what's it look like to stand firm, to uh, be of one mind, contending together for the faith of the gospel? Well, obviously, Paul is assuming that this church understands what the gospel is. Yeah. So as citizens of heaven, if if we're, I mean, I don't even know what the gospel is like that that's something you should ask yourself can i articulate the gospel what is the gospel yeah and, and if, if you are in that camp i would encourage you to check out craig gilbert's book what is craig, the gospel what is, wrote a book with that title what, what is, is the, the gospel? gospel and it is a short book an easy read very accessible not thick academic or anything like that very short easy to hand out you could read yeah. it in a very short period of time and i'm a slow reader saying is that. it is it what is the gospel or is it what is the gospel I think both of those are questions okay. with the same words. What is the gospel? Where's the inflection? What what, what is, is the, what the gospel? Is the gospel? Um, no, but as as our citizenship is in heaven, it does it reorients all those things oh, really away from the things of the world, and that's not something that you're just going to conquer. Yeah, you don't just wake up one day like, hey, I've memorized enough scripture, I've been to church enough, I'm I'm good, like yeah. I'm locked in, I'm not wavering like our hearts are prone to wander to forget lord i feel it right i mean you should write a song <laughs> um but our citizenship reinforces that and here's the thing i didn't share this but the idea of citizenship is that it's not just one per we don't all have our own citizenships right we're yeah. all even as americans like we all remind one another and encourage one another like what's it mean to be an american obviously there's a lot of conversation there yeah but there's an identity there. So as believers, like we are to be reminding and encouraging one another in our citizenship because we are, we're, we're prone to like think, you know, I think, I think what, this is what God has for me. Like, you know, my wife has, she's a good person, but uh, I think we just felt we've fallen out of love hmm. and like, I appreciate her. I respect her. I think she would say the same for me, but I think we're just not in love anymore. And so, I think it's just best if we we part ways and begin to, to rediscover life with maybe someone else. Yeah, and like it can be framed in just such like a, and that's a really good point, and that's yeah. kind of exciting. Oh, and you're like, both on board. Like, okay, yeah, as long as you're both happy, like you're excited to find. You know, that's cool. If you guys are cool with that, like, yeah, it's like no, like that's <laughs> like you need other believers to encourage. Like, no, you're you're being stupid. Yeah, like <laughs> stop it, um, and to focus in on Christ. And to remember that Christ, again, like he is over those things. Even later on in Philippians chapter 3, verse 20 and 21, our citizenship is in heaven. And we eagerly wait for a Savior from there, the Lord Jesus Christ. He mm. will transform our body 
and transform the body of our humble condition into the likeness of his glorious body by the power that enables him to subject everything to himself. And we can often think that, yes, I believe in Jesus. Yes, I believe in the Holy Spirit. Um, but I just got to like do this thing. Yeah. And the reality is you're only going to do it through the power of the Holy Spirit. Yeah. And so if if you're not desperately dependent upon that, good luck. Yeah, right. Um, let me put on my church planter slash congregationalist hat here for a second. So Paul... <laughs> Did you ever take it off? <laughs> sure didn't. <laughs> let me uh, make it very apparent that I'm wearing it. Um he talks about remaining, and then he says, um, continue, with you all for, continue with you all for your progress, mm-hmm. enjoying the faith. Verse 26, so that in me you may have ample cause to glory in Christ Jesus because of my coming to you again. Verse 27, only let your manner of life be worthy of the gospel of Christ, so that whether I come and see you or am absent, I may hear of you that you are standing firm, Rick, as you were talking about, mm-hmm. in one spirit with one mind, striving side by side for the faith of the gospel and not frightened in anything by your opponents. Paul is emphasizing this Mm -hmm. unity Mm -hmm. within the church, that you are standing firm in one spirit, that you have one mind, that you are striving side by side. One of the reasons, one of the things that we did when we uh, planted citizens was we laid out a statement of faith. Mm -hmm. It wasn't um, unique to us, the statement of faith. We borrowed a statement of faith. We didn't feel like we needed to recreate a statement of faith, um, but that there are several faithful ones that have mm-hmm. already been written. So we adopted the is a slight adaption of the New Hampshire Confession mm-hmm. of 1853. And so what we um, said was, hey, look, there are more robust statements of faith out there. However, this one is this one is solid. Mm-hmm. It's not it's not short mm-hmm. in that. It's a couple sentences or anything like that. It's like a solid one to two paragraphs on each of these ideas. and But it's not the Westminster. It's not the 1689. It's not the Savoy. It's not these really long uh, statements face that are in small books. But it's robust enough to be able to say, we're clear. This is what we believe about these topics. Um, and one of the things that we ask is that if you're going to be a member at Citizens Church, that you affirm the statement of faith as well. Mm-hmm. Not because we um, think that there's no wiggle room within Christianity on these right, things, right. but because of the amount of churches that are available in America, mm-hmm. especially in our context in the Columbus area, the Midwest, we just ask that in order for us to strive with unity, in order for us to be able to be of one mind and one spirit, we ask that we're on the same page theologically. We don't want in-house debates over baptism. Like, just don't... We're just not going there. Yeah, this is not something that Why we... Why not, Rob? Yeah. Um, <laughs> could be a whole other discussion. But we, we just want to be in one agreement. Like, yeah. yes. Now, the reason we didn't choose, like, the 1689 or the Westminster, obviously Westminster because we're not Presbyterian, but mm, the 1689, which Baptist. is a great confession, we didn't choose that because it's wildly robust. It's so robust. It's so thick that I think there's room for someone within the same church to disagree mm-hmm. on something yeah. in there. Now, there are churches that will say... Um, this is what we teach, and as a member, you just have to acknowledge you're not going to try to usurp what we're teaching. Yeah. You might not agree with everything, and I could, I could, I could get on board with that. Yeah, um, yeah. I'm not totally on board with it because I think the congregational model is more faithful to texts like this. However, I could, I could understand that. Mm-hmm. But given the context that we have, like one of the ways, practically, just yeah. as a church man, we said we want to strive for unity is by all agreeing on a statement of faith. Like, let's agree that. 
when it comes to these things, we can all say, yep, this is what I believe. Yeah. And I would say uh, you have to do that as a local church. You you have to do that if you're going to do ministry with anyone, but it could be much more broad. And a nonprofit, a yep. Christian nonprofit, you still need to agree upon some very orthodox Christian doctrines, who God is, what is the gospel, um, some core things there. But you don't you're not a church, so you're not going to function as a church. Yeah. Uh, you're believers, yes, but you're not a church, so you don't have to have the restrictions. Maybe restrictions, just the, cl- the clarity and doctrine that you do in a local church. Yeah. Now, so, Rick, these last few verses, I'm going to read them. Um, give us some insight on it, because I think there's uh, some good practicalities or practical applications or takeaways um, for us. So, I would agree. I think um, we can find those in everywhere. I agree in, in as everywhere, well. Scripture. So I want you to flesh out the... In everywhere. So here we go. Um, Paul's talking about having one spirit, uh, being of one mind, striving side by side for the faith of the gospel. Now, verse 28, and not frightened in anything by your opponents. This is a clear sign to them of their destruction, but of your salvation and that from God. For it has been granted to you that for the sake of Christ, you should not only believe in him, but also suffer for his sake, engaged in the same conflict that you saw I had and now here. Mm-hmm. that I still have. So let's start with verse 28 there. It's talking about this striving with one mind mm-hmm. and striving side by side for the faith in one spirit is a clear sign to them of their destruction. How'd you preach that? So connecting that with the rest of the passage, as Paul is encouraging them that as citizens of heaven, you know, you're going to look different to, to your to those around you, to the world, but he's directly even your opponents. So the question first is, okay, who are the opponents, right? So I, from my understanding, Paul is talking about those who are who are teaching false doctrine about um, salvation, the need to suffer, which he's going to get to in a little bit. So as he's writing to them saying, listen, there are those who are opposing my message, who are trying to discourage you from following the teaching that I'm giving you. One, remember your citizenship. Live a life worthy of the gospel. This is how you do it. You live um, this being of one accord, one mind, standing firm, together in faith, not being frightened. So there's practical things he's saying. So as as people are bringing their accusations, they're saying, hey, you know, you don't need to do that, or it, you should be circumcised if you want, all these different things. He's saying, your faith will be a sign of, for their destruction because you are following Christ. Hmm. You should be, I mean, a life worthy of the gospel, a, a church that's of one mind, can t- like locked in together, it's impenetrable. Hmm. And so that's going to display, one, your faithfulness to Christ, and Christ, I mean, the Holy Spirit's honoring that. He's the one who's enabling that. That's going to be proof and evidence that, that you're following God is because God's blessing that. He's, he's giving you the strength to fulfill those things. And then for for them, like a sign of their destruction, that man, they're not following after Christ. They're not living a life worthy of the gospel. They're not, um, what's he say, again, being of one mind together. So for us, for in our day and age, like how do you then kind of translate that, that into application for us is that the whole world, everyone's trying to tell you how to live. Everyone's trying to tell you what's right, what's wrong, what you should believe, what's true, what's not. And the test isn't, okay, am I, am I 
can I say it right now and it can be proven? Right? We can't throw out a fleece and say, okay, look, God's going to like light this thing on fire, and that's how I know I'm right. But the way that we know we're, we're right is that we're faithful. Our desire for sin dwindles. Our affections for the Lord grows. Our ability to be united with people, other believers, who have radically different experiences than we do. These are all evidences hmm, yeah. of the Holy Spirit's work in us for us and through us. So for us, when even like right now, where there's there's um, even in the you you have some mainline denominations that are going through some major uh, strife with you know we see in the Method, United Methodist yeah, Church. So um, you see this you know a while back with the PCA PCUSA split. Mm-hmm. I'll be just mainline denomination after mainline denomination going through these things where they're trying to tell the church this is what you need to think. Churches to Live a life worthy, follow after Christ. Again, being a citizen of heaven, it reorients your yeah. life. So you're not worried about proving yourself. You're not trying like, hey, I gotta, I gotta show them the way. Rather, you be faithful. The Lord will bless. He'll supply. Trust Him for that. It'll be a sign for their of their destruction. And then in the end, we'll like they will be destroyed. Yeah. So I don't know if that answers your question completely. No, it does. It you, does. If you have some good they... commentary on that. No. Uh, uh... I should probably should have looked at my notes before I. No, I think it was good. Just as as those who are not within that are able to see the unity within the body of all the different various backgrounds that you talk about, and pursuing what one another's good and upbuilding mm-hmm. one another, it is clear to them that there's something different. Not not like the cliche like I'll live your life in such a way that people think there's something different. Yeah. And, like, no. There's, there's truth to that. Things become cliches for a reason. Like as you live in that way, people will recognize like man, they're they have a piece that there's disagreements within that body and we can see it so but they're unified what is it that they're unified around well how how can a republican and democrat sing next to each other Mm -hmm. when you look at social media and it looks like they're ready to throw literal stones at one another which we actually saw which they are past summer (laughs) yeah with bricks in the streets like yeah and and so yeah i i think it's the last chapter of First John, he says, the whole world is under the sway of the evil one, right? And so for us to live, to follow Christ, it has to look different. Yeah. It doesn't mean we have to, like, you know, dress a certain way that's different or whatever. But there, I mean, some of that will be true. Yeah. Like, as believers, yeah, we shouldn't be wearing all the same things that the world's wearing. I think that's pretty obvious. Um, but the... There should be a remarkable difference, the way we spend our money, our time, what we care about, the things that we're passionate about. I mean, we can still be passionate about golf or frisbee. Is it frisbee? Disc golf? I think it's properly called disc golf. Uh, Disc golf. Sorry, guys. Um, He's insulted a whole community. That's right. Uh, Forgive me. (laughs) But no. I know not what I do. (laughs) Exactly. Seriously, though, it's ignorance. Um, But that idea that, like, if we really – I mean, think about it. The whole world – Hmm. All the companies, all like everything around us, under the sway of the evil one. Every bit of it. Yeah, I guess as believers, that should like, look markably different. Lord willing, there's at least one company that we know of that well, shouldn't be under the sway of the evil one. You're at simple theology. <laughs> no, but okay. but that idea though is there. There's going to be a difference, and culturally, we know things are shifting, and so. The, the church uh, in America, in the West, like, is looking more weird. I mean, yeah. 
it's it's not to say to the to the evangelical community, uh, or for the evangelical community to say to the world like, hey, we think uh, God's design for genders is like a man and a woman, and marriage is one man and one woman for life. Yeah. The world's like what? But like you know, 20, 20 years ago, they're like, yeah, we agree. <laughs> yeah. To say for the for the evangelical world to say, hey, we think that God has designed gender roles uniquely. Men and women for for equal purposes, different roles, and those aren't to be um, crossed over, right? That, I mean, that's just that's anathema. Like, how dare you, mm-hmm. right? So, yeah. like, we're just naturally going to be pretty weird, yeah, and set apart. And so, again, as Paul's writing, like, listen, you be unified in this, yeah, and and, and don't worry about what the world's going to. I mean, this goes back to what he's saying, you know, verse twenty and twenty one. Like, have the same mind. Like, if I live, it's Christ. Glory to Christ. If I die, wonderful. I'm with Christ and in, in encouragement for the church. Yeah, that whole phrase. Tazain Christos. Apothenane keridos. Yes, okay, so verse 29 says, For it has been granted to you that for the sake of Christ you should not only believe in him, but also mm-hmm. suffer for his sake. Yes. Engaged in the same conflict that I, or that you saw I had. And now here that I still have Paul's mm-hmm. encouraging them that, hey, if you're going to follow Christ, if you're going to follow a savior, a, a king mm-hmm. who suffered, yeah, don't be surprised yeah. if you also suffer. Christ even yeah. said, um, if, if I suffer, then you will too. A servant is not greater than his master. And so if they hated me, they'll hate you also. So yeah. as, as followers of Jesus, we sh- should be ready and willing to suffer for his sake, verse 29, um, and then also be ready to engage in the same conflict that we're we're fighting for the gospel. We're yes. fighting for the truth that Christ is king. Christ came proclaiming a kingdom, proclaiming his kingship, and he was crucified for it. Now granted, of course, he was proclaiming other things as well that we would say hallelujah to. Mm-hmm. But at the end of the day, Christ, his kingship, his earthly reign and his heavenly reign and his coming reign, we are proclaiming. And there's going to be pushback from that. And I think it's fun. Like, we, if we're, it says, like, it's been granted to us, Hmm. our salvation. Gift. Right. So, with that understanding, uh, what kind of attitude is it to say, Lord, thank you for the, the free, unmerited gift of salvation, something I couldn't earn, I don't deserve. There's no right for me to have this, but this is a gift. Thank you for that. And that will go on for eternity. It will never end. Hmm. But Lord, this suffering now and here, like, I just don't, that's not cool. I'm out. Or I don't want that. Now, our flesh doesn't want it. No one's like, yeah, suffering. I think that's, that'd be cool. Bring it on. Yeah. And I think it's, we need, I guess I'm thinking for myself, like, I, relatively speaking, I have not suffered much. Um, so it's easy to say, oh, to, suffering's easier, just get over it. I'm not saying that. But I am saying that if we are to believe that Christ has granted us salvation, that should create such a humility in our hearts. And then knowing that Christ suffered for us to to pay the price for our salvation, mm-hmm. surely we should have an, an attitude of, all right, Lord, I, I don't like this, I don't enjoy this, but I believe that you will see me through this, and this this will be for my good, and this will be for your your glory. Mm-hmm. Um, one of the things, as I, I was talking, I was preaching through this, like, again, part of our citizenship, like, it reveals our calling in life. Like, our calling 
is to follow after Christ. Yeah. So yes, there's many different things we're going to do in our life. Jobs, places we're going to um, live and communities, all those things are great. But our calling is to follow after Christ. It's been granted that we believe. And so we, we eagerly believe. Yeah. Um, but we also suffer. Yeah. Because, and, and Paul's talking about this, this struggle that he's engaged with, and that is contending for the truth, being faithful to the, the oh, message of the gospel, yeah. being faithful to the scriptures, being faithful to Christ. And that is not easy. And the hard, it's, as hard as it is when that opposition comes from the world around us, that's to be expected. And this is the con- what Paul's talking about here is when it comes from other people who profess Christ. Yeah. And that's when it's really hard. Yeah. Is when it's those so who are true. professing Christ. Like, man, this is... Feels I like get it from fire. the world. Like, yeah. I, can, I can, you know, stomach that. But when it's from those who profess Christ, or maybe even our Christians who are either sinning... Um, they're, they're, they know they're sinning by commission, or they they don't know they're it's a sin of omission, and, or you know they they're not doing what they should be doing. Either way, yeah. or to follow after Christ, to remain faithful, to strive to live a life worthy of the gospel, worthy of our citizenship, which yeah. is in heaven. And to, the only way we do that is through the power of the Holy Spirit. Yeah, Amen. To live is Christ, to die is gain. There you go. Or as I say in the Greek. Tazen Christos, to Apothenin Keridos. Oh, that was good. There's some extra Greek words in there, but it's to live, Christ, to die, gain. Those are the words. But yeah, anything else on this? We've gone for a while. This is over 45 minutes. Oh, geez. See, we get out of the studio for a while, Rob. This is what we do. We start talking about what you preached on. You just keep going and going and going. Get a preacher preaching again. Man. He'll take advantage of that time limit. Guys, you can learn more by going over to our website, sympathytheology.org. It is a new website, so you could even leave us a voicemail right there on the website. In the bottom right, there's a little microphone. Left you checked? I haven't checked. I okay, should, I should check. Go. I don't know if I'll get an email notified. I don't know. Maybe I'll just try one <laughs> just to test it. But again, that's sympathytheology.org. You can find us on social media, um, on Instagram, at sympathytheologypod, or on Facebook, facebook.com slash sympathytheology. Guys, thank you for your support. Thank you for your encouragement. Thank you for resting with us last week. If mm. you have any episode yes. suggestions or topics you'd like us to go over, we'd love to do that. We're marching through Philippians, but if we get a good topic that we'd like to cover as well, we'll take a break. We're not opposed to that. So feel free to send those in. You can send those in on our website. Just click on the contact page at the top there. At least I think that's what it is. You can figure it out. <laughs> Rob's like ten years old. He's like, you guys can figure it out, I guess. Our listeners are smart folks. I guess you guys can do that. They're work. not simple folks. <laughs> They're smart. It is contact. I just went to our website. <laughs> surprise, surprise. Real this original. This is the, the debate Rob and I always have. Like, I'm just like, Google simple theology. <laughs> You'll yeah. find this. Yeah, you probably will. But what else are they gonna find if they Google simple theology? I don't know. Google it. Gracious, simple theology. Are you on Google? I'm on Google. I have access to that. You know what? You know what the first thing is that comes up? What? Simpletheology.org. That's our website. Oh, so there it is. Just have the goog. Do the googs. All right, gang. Thanks a bunch. Peace. Thank you. Peace out.